All right, everyone, this is Christoph Kemper, founder of the Link Research Tools, creator of Link Detox and the Link Building and SEO podcast. And today we got a very special guest in this episode. His name is Bill Slosky, and he's the patent guy, or at least I just made up the word, this name, patent guy. Bill, maybe some words about yourself. What's your background? What's your history? And what's this patent thing that I keep referring to? I started uh, working on the web in the mid-1990s when I built a website for a couple friends and helped promote it and uh, having it put on search engines too, uh, which was interesting. You know, uh, the first time you see an Alta Vista, the first time you see Google, uh, had to figure out how it works and why you want to be on there, and it made sense to be on those. So I started that in the mid-90s. I, By the time I'd been doing it, I started looking at patents, how to improve the SEO I was doing. And... Uh-huh. Uh, they weren't like exact road of how to do SEO better. So one of the one of the first one helped one that uh, uh, showed you how to use geographic signals on your pages better. Because uh, a site I was doing SEO for uh, was located in Delaware, so they were searching for Delaware make sure they could find it. That patent really helped me rank well for phrases that were related to location. Uh, I started looking at others too and one of the ones I've looked at Google uh, came out with in the last year were the context vectors. Were they... uh, uh, you have some words that have meaning, like a horse. A horse to a, 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 is something you ride around on. A horse thing is something that you, a vault that you perform tricks on. A horse is a tool that you use to saw wood on. Mm-hmm. What this patent says is knowledge bases like Wikipedia, meanings of words like horse, and assign them numbers based on how often they show up in the knowledge base. And that might determine a probability of which horse is being talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually uh, a way to think about keywords when you're doing keyword research. And you go to Wikipedia and it uses words like thoroughbred or so on. Those are words that maybe you should use in your article. It's related to that type of horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which gives this horse the actual context that you are interested in and only the connotation of the word horse with the related, contextually relevant words to that type of horse makes sense then. Right. Context makes a big difference to a search engine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, this has been around for oh, what 
basically forever or um, also makes sense from a from a gut feeling perspective or from a you know this is how i would see it but i agree you know when you have a patent on that kind of concept uh it's more or less uh also very very likely that things like that or things based on that are implemented that way and we've seen that with so many other technologies uh and concepts uh, especially in spam fighting um spam fighting link spam or, or or any type of web search engine spam right mm -hmm. so another patent that i'm looking at right now is the one that's co-written by a guy named navneet panda and that that may be a name recognizable to a lot of people who do seo mm. uh mm -hmm. and it has mm. to do with uh Duration of visits to a site from search results. Mm -hmm. So if somebody finds, performs a query for a certain term, uh, clicks on a search result, spends a certain amount of time there, and then returns back to the search results and searches again, Google might record that time that people spent going to Mm -hmm. uh, that result that seems like something that we've sort of assumed that Google's been doing for years it mm -hmm. it has that feel to it I mean I, I remember mm -hmm. telling people uh, in forums it's likely Google does that mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. last few years, you see search engineers saying, we don't record user data. We, it's too noisy. Does it mean anything? I mean, this, of course this, is, so. this is Panda who wrote this. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So, uh, site quality engineer for Google. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And... Yeah. If if somebody clicks on a result, spends time there, that means it's more likely a high quality result than a low quality result. Right. And when Google says we do not record user data, uh, they might refer to this as personal, personally identifiable data as something that falls into privacy laws. Right. right? And not aggregated behavior. Some spokespeople say we don't use user clicks in an algorithm because it's too noisy information. People abuse it too much. People have uh, bots and so on where they might focus, focus on something and get, get something, uh, certain queries clicked upon a lot. Mm. You know, yeah, I had those bots 10 years ago. Right, right. and and Google uh, uses logins. They know who's clicking on things. Mm. I mean, we've got Andrew and Cookies mm. and so on. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mean they can now easier filter that from... It's it's Spamming maybe not quite so through. noisy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah, I can certainly personally say that I did my experiments in 2008 already with click-through rates from the SERP and had some impact even with, you know, simple stuff uh, via Amazon Turk. I mean, maybe not so simple for some, but basically have tons of people from different places click on one specific result with one specific goal to get it higher up in the search results. And that made an impact, uh, definitely even when the click stopped for a while to fade off after some time. So there is no, I have no reason to to believe that they would not be doing that, except that they are filtering that now and basically cope with manipulation and with people trying to game all these signals. So is this something, you know, when you, when, when you hear the statement, the signal is too noisy, um, something that could be true for one market or for one sector could be wrong for the other. Uh, this patent came out in December. Uh, Panda came out with a new one just uh, within the past month. It was a continuation patent. It was rewritten. Uh, and it had to do with clicks also. Uh, what it said was they'll look at clicks in search results and look at repeat clicks. So if a person searches and chooses the same site using different queries, uh-huh. uh it's an intentional visit to that site. And means that site mm-hmm. is a higher quality site. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. So too. they're they're saying that the site the- is relevant to the query terms being used to find it. And it's mm-hmm. considered an important site to the people searching for it. If, if you may not remember this, because uh, not too many people talked about it, but Microsoft about 10 years ago was on a big refinding kick where they talked a lot about refinding search results. Uh-huh. And it's sort of the same concept. Do people... Mm-hmm. Refined certain search results. If they if they try to find the same page using different queries and they select that page, that means that page probably has some value. It's a higher quality page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the same page gets clicked through and visited from two different queries it has a higher quality page, not only because it ranks for the two different queries, but because people also choose it to answer the Right, and that, that patent, they, they start off by saying, okay, we're going to rule out navigational queries. We're going to not mm-hmm. count things like a search for ESPN, which people do to find the URL easily. Mm-hmm. So just for our listeners, uh, a quick intro. Navigational queries is 
is what? What do people type in? What what classifies as a uh, navigation? Navigational query is a query that someone performs where they have a certain site uh, in mind intentionally they want to go to, and they're performing mm -hmm. the search to make mm -hmm. it easy to get there. Uh huh. Basically, just type in the domain name dub 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 linkresearchtools.com just to find linkresearchtools.com homepage as first right. result, and I click on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And when they use navigational queries to visit a specific site, does that give that site also higher authority or, or let's say, uh, more reputation in Google results that could help it rank well, better? Well, this patent was saying we're not going to include those. We're not going to look oh. at those because we want to rule those out. We want to look at other uh, queries that people use to find these pages. Mm -hmm. We we want to ignore mm -hmm. uh, the navigational results. So mm -hmm. if if okay. someone searches for uh, toxic links and mm -hmm. finds your page knowing that and mm -hmm. That's a repeat click on the same page for a slightly different query mm -hmm. with a search result that's not navigational. Mm -hmm. So that that that's a sign that your page is high quality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Got it. And and this, of course, makes using, uh, well, what we discussed before, uh, contextually relevant words on the page or variations of a phrase uh, useful and right. helpful anyways. Right. I just remember something that I hear popping up over and over and over again called latent semantic indexing. I'm not sure if that's a thing that applies here. It just remembers me because that was like the, the buzzword that people used for using just different phrases in, in body copy. In, in, in the year 1990, uh, some researchers at Microsoft, including one named Susan Dumas, who invented a process called latent semantic indexing. And it was intended to be used with enterprise data sets big, like mm -hmm. 10,000 uh, document long uh, corpus of documents. Uh, mm -hmm. Static that didn't change much. It would, it would take that 10,000 document uh, corpus and get an idea of what all the words were and all the pages and create uh, an index that showed how the words were related to each other. Okay, the system wouldn't work on a index that constantly changed, like the web. You know how the web changes all the time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. So, <laughs> latent semantic indexing doesn't work with the web. Now, Google uh -huh. did come out uh -huh. with something called probabilistic latent semantic indexing, which is a more uh -huh. statistic-based uh 
approach that does work with uh-huh. something like uh-huh. the web. But it, it's 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 different from LSI, and LSI doesn't really apply. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's funny. Yeah. Of course, the web changes. I get this um, interesting question sometimes when we talk about you know analyzing link data, and you know, link research tools has this thing that you don't have anywhere else where we take whatever link data we can buy from all these places 25 source 25 sources and recrawl it and recrawl it at the point in time when we do the analysis and sometimes the link data is up to uh, five years old wow. and of course there is a lot of changes there's a lot of links dropping there's a lot of new links popping up and sometimes 10 percent uh, get lost or get deleted other 40% extra links get added because we knowingly ignore the robots.txt and so find all kinds of black hat links that you know people block in let's say bigger link database engines and so we suddenly find them after recrawling them um, and so people then are constantly shocked about the stuff that we see <laughs> or or how how how, how yeah. it's different suddenly and i say well if you take a five-year-old web what did you do five years ago on the web um my my, my homepage certainly looked different and uh, everything was different five years ago so what do you expect uh, <laughs> interesting yeah it's actually a nice nice comparison here um Bill, when we talk about when we talk about spam, when we talk about link issues, when we talk about all kinds of 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 let's say PR or or the strategy that Google implemented over all these years, trying to game search engine optimizers, uh, game uh, to fight the gaming, to fight uh, basically to to make people not try to manipulate the engines with the filters or with the penalties what do you think where where we stand today what do you think where google stands today in regards to fighting paid links or any kind of manipulation beat you know with the click-throughs or or any any kind of simulation of of artificial user behavior what's your what's your take on that i've seen some things from google that really haven't been talked about very much by people that could have some impact. Uh, one that started coming out of Google in 2004 or so was phrase-based indexing. And what that says is that uh, some pages tend to have words that show up on them, phrases that show up on them that predict the appearance of other phrases. So if you have a page that's about baseball stadiums, there's a good chance that you have phrases such as pitcher's mound, dugout, left field. And these words tend to co-occur on pages about baseball stadiums. Mm -hmm. And they mean this page is about baseball stadiums. So Google has taken their inverted index of the web and added a layer to it that includes phrases like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was surprising seeing a, a, 
second generation of patents involving phrase-based indexing. They talked about how they built it into their index of the web, but it's there. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, it it has to do with different words and phrases that tend to co-occur on uh, your page about a certain topic. And Google mm -hmm. tracks that. They, mm -hmm. it's, it's not quite semantic. It's not latent semantic indexing. It's mm -hmm. pages that include these words tend to be about this. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a good strategy for if you want your page to rank well for a certain topic. You find highly ranked pages about that topic on the web and look for words that tend to mm -hmm. uh, reoccur on those pages. And then mm -hmm. make sure you include them on your page. Mm -hmm. So whatever the opinion on first and second and third up to 10th search result would be, if I would aggregate the opinions and the sayings from the first 10 search results, would that make that me, would me, would make that me the number one, you know, like Wikipedia often does, you know, having all these different view angles, viewpoints? It's possible. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense to me. I think also from a Google perspective, trying to bring in those different views and of different things. It fits angles. well with that con uh, context vector approach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Bill, how many patents do you read per week or per month? Or how many have you read in the <laughs> first place? How, how many in total? <laughs> is that 100 or is I, I usually 500? read about 5 to 10 a week. And I've been doing that since 1995. 1995? Wait, oh, 2005, 2015, that's 22 years. 2005 till now, yeah. That's 22 years. That's 8,000 and something days. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious. I, I want to have an idea of how they uh -huh. do what they do. Uh-huh. So if I calculate that and I just give you one patent a week, that's... 1100 or I'll make it two patents that's 2300 patents at least that's that's a lot <laughs> congratulations and i think you know the patent guy or mr patent is, is a good nickname for you here i don't know anyone in the industry or anyone in the world that has that experience and that um, hobby and, and 
I think, you know, you really stand out with this. And I thank you very much for discussing some of that knowledge with you. I, I, I think we could go on for days or weeks just talking about that, but we're already stretching the limit of what I would plan for 10 to 15 minutes. We're here at minute 26, 27 now, actually. So if you would have some, some major takeaway or one tip to share with our audience, something, you know, a giveaway, maybe, is there something that comes to mind? Every once in a while, I'll publish something about something I'll call continuation patent. And a continuation mm -hmm. patent is one that's been published before. But uh, mm -hmm. they've had to update the claims in the patent to describe how it's being used now and how it's being used differently. Mm -hmm. And those really sort of provide some insight into uh, how Google might be doing something that uh, mm -hmm. they are quite likely, quite possibly doing. Mm -hmm. Because you can't be sure when they come out with the patent if they're actually do following the process in it. Because sometimes it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a ranking process. It's impossible to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But that continuation patent is like an update where they, where they have to. Is that by if, patent if law they, required? If they have want to, update? to continue to have the protection of the... Uh, patent and go back to the date the original version started offering them protection mm -hmm. they've got to publish continuation patent and they may change all the claims around but mm -hmm. you can sort of look at the old claims and compare them to new claims and say these are the things that changed I got it Got it. So that's actually the goal then to find a secret Google tricks to find out what Google is very likely doing or not doing or not doing anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's gold. <laughs> that's gold. Yeah. Where, where can we read all that, Bill? What's the, the website where you publish that? Okay. I've been stuff? publishing a lot of that on my site, seobythesea.com. I also am the director of SEO research for GoFish Digital, a uh, firm in uh, Virginia. Uh, and I, I publish at least two articles a month on their blog. And those are often about uh -huh. uh, SEO patents. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Bill. And uh, I want to wrap this up here. Uh, it was an honor to have you on my my podcast. And I would be happy to to invite you uh, again as people get back to us. And here's a couple of questions that we have on Facebook uh, that I didn't even get to. So I think I think uh, it's a sure thing you have to come again. The interest is there, certainly. But maybe this one here from Jesse McDonald. I think you said it again uh, in the beginning, but what originally got you interested in looking at patents, like the real reason you wanted to see it? 
Maybe just in one sentence. Everything's such a mystery. And being able, able to peek behind the curtain. Uh, sort of feels good. Say, yeah. It feels good, yeah, to know, to figure out. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I like that. I like that. Okay, and this one here is great too from Sebastian. If you could name one already filed patent to watch out in the future for, which would it be? Maybe in the form of a continuation patent. Is there one patent where you're awaiting the con continuation patent? I'm keeping a careful eye on all the phrase-based indexing patents because I think there's a lot of potential with those and how important the words are in anchor text in making a page linked to uh, more relevant for that anchor text. And people don't talk about that too much. Mm-hmm. 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 Brilliant. Okay, and the final question from the audience that just came in from Jim Hatcher. Yeah. I'm sure you know him as well. With all the patents that you read with the USPTO and, and you know more than Google patent lawyers probably know about their own patents, how many patents are actually filed for ideas or technologies that never actually get developed and why? There's such a wide range. It's hard to say. Uh, when I go through a uh, list of, of patents that uh, were granted to Google for the week, and there might be mm -hmm. 40 or 50 of those, uh, maybe 10 of them are related to search. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are related to uh, uh, images, and some are related to uh, new technology like notebooks or cameras or phones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Google has been diversifying in other areas. They've been building medical devices. So, see some of those, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. All right. Those were three bonus <laughs> questions from the audience right live from the Facebook feed here. Thank you very oh, much, Bill Zlowski. Uh, it was amazing <laughs> to have you here. My name is Christoph from Link Research Tools. I hope to have you here again soon. Everyone out there, watch out for this and more from Bill and me. And oh, you too. Thank day. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>